Hello and welcome to the Artword Podcast. My name is Jenny Danielson and this is a special edition in collaboration with Royale Projects here in Los Angeles. It's uh, connected to a special exhibition called If You Steal My Sunshine, California Abstraction Now. We're about to listen to an interview with Adi Robertson and at the end we will speak with Rick Royale about the exhibition. Who are you? Adi Robertson. Nice to meet you. Nice to meet you too. So um, I'm just going to talk about a little bit about your work that's included in the show, which will be abstraction uh, and materiality. I think we can start with abstraction. What does abstraction mean to you? Let's see. Um, I mean, it's very, I feel like it's very specific. It's a med for me. It's like a meditation on my collective memory of my life and um, my lived experience, um, mixture of my lived experience, mixture of research that I've done, and yeah. What's the title of the work they have in this show? Avalovo Road. Does Avalovo Road exist? Yes. Yes. Where is it? It's in Lagos, Nigeria. Did you ever live there? I didn't live there, but I was there when I worked on the piece. Oh, yeah. did you make the piece there? I did. Yeah. So that piece has traveled. Mm, yeah. And how did you choose, or well, how would you describe the work? Um, well, I think because it was made there, it had a lot of the energy from being there. And it's just a, a place that's on a very high frequency um, energetically as there's just a lot of going on. There's like, so it feels like hundreds of different types of transportation and so many things going on at once, but they all kind of move together and become like this. You become, going into that, you become like a part of like a larger organism. Um, and so that's kind of what the piece is about. And how did you find the materials to work with? I brought the materials with me there. Because I wasn't sure what I could find there, and I know I had specific colors, and so I brought everything with me there, and I worked on it there. Interesting. So how so, do you find these materials that you work with? Um, it's just getting paint. You know, paint and canvas, really. That's all it is. Well, it's not <laughs> at all that is. <laughs> no, you know, you get at the art supply store. It's, you know, yeah, it's nothing. Yeah, it's because you, you work in different materials, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, but this piece in particular is just a painting. So it's, you know, it was just getting acrylic paint and house paint and canvas. And and how do you go about ins the installation? Um, that just depends on the space. Uh, I usually come to the space and feel it out and see where I want it to be placed and work with it on the wall and placing it. And a lot of times it looks different. They look different in different places. So that could look like that here, but the same piece could look different somewhere else. And you're happy with that? Yeah. The idea that things can change. Yeah. And the work can change as well. Yeah, yeah. That, I think that's a part of the work. Because you do installation work as well, don't you? Mm -hmm. Like sort of large scale. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and that some of the installation. I mean, this is a group show, but if it was it, usually if it's something that I'm doing on my own, it's a mixture of print work and paintings and sound and video um, and sculptural things too. Do you work with performance as well? Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, I do a lot of performance. 
And how, so how do you go about that? Because then, do you, do you think it's a practice, everything you do? Is that how you see it? Yeah, I mean, it's all a part of my whole, my whole practice is like including, I use each of those modalities and disciplines to kind of transmute different energies. So, um, but a lot of times the performance stuff will be used to kind of activate a space, to activate an installation or to engage and activate in a space in a certain way. Usually it's like along with an installation, either somebody else's installation or my own, but the sound is used as like an activation of the, the pieces. Hmm. How do you think California plays in? I think one of the reasons why I was really interested, we have, I've only lived in Los Angeles for three years. I lived in Oakland before that for four years. Um, and I was definitely drawn to California because it is more experimental as far as um, artists that I was looking to in the past. And then L.A. specifically, um, there has a history of black artists here being very experimental, um, L.A. Rebellion, those people, um, you know, obviously like Betty Saar, Noah Purifoy. I mean, the list goes on here. There's a huge list of people who have made really experimental work here that, has always inspired me. Um, obviously, David Hammonds and Sankin and Goody. Um, so I was really drawn to live in LA and see what the energy was like here to experiment and see how my own practice would unfold. And has it been anything? What do you expected? Yeah, yeah. It's been a challenge. You know, it's been it's been a challenge for myself to. There's a certain amount of vulnerability that I think a lot of those people have that I really admire. Um, and not the type of vulnerability that comes from, like, I think, which now we see a lot on social media, which can feel kind of fake. But the kind of vulnerability where you're vulnerable with yourself and you're taking risk to make things that aren't necessarily marketable or people don't necessarily get. Um, but it comes from a the source. It comes from spirituality. And it comes... Yeah, it comes from a certain place of vulnerability. So I've really, I think it's been a challenge for me to work with that here more. I didn't think it would be because those are all these things I look to. But um, yeah, I've been challenged since I've lived in L.A. to really put that type of energy into my own work. Have you found a community here? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Before I even got here, I, I had people here, which was great. Because I think this is also interesting. I feel the same way that yeah. you're vulnerable and, and, and people really put themselves out there. Yeah. At the same time, if you know who you are and if you have um, something sort of to bring to the table and if you have something that you already know about yourself, it's very easy to find your community. Yeah. It's easy to find really, really good people. Yeah, there's great people. I mean, uh, it's so funny because I was living in the Bay Area, which I love the Bay Area because I love the Redwoods and I love just like, I don't know, I love so much about it. Um, but I felt like I hit a glass ceiling there and it felt since the art world, things are so small there, there's a a scarcity narrative and I think with LA a lot of people would think that about it here because I think of Hollywood and, and just you know there's a lot of hustle here um, but actually what I've experienced here has been like people being nothing other artists being nothing but supportive to me and other curators really nurturing my career and um, helping me to get to places that I want to go. It doesn't feel like it's around scarcity. It feels like it's more around abundance and support. 
Yeah, because you well, you were saying uh, as well about the historical references. That mm -hmm. There, there's very something very specific about the artist community. I would say of LA. Yeah, and I like that. I really like how people are so welcoming and friendly, and also I have a I have a strong feeling that people look after each other. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so let's say something more about um, the piece that we have here. Uh, we said, did, yes, you did say the title, right? And mm -hmm. we talked about the materiality of things. Uh, yeah, when was it made, by the way? July 2019, so just a few months ago. How was Lagos? Really amazing. Yeah, I would imagine. I've always wanted to go. Yeah. It's a really big city. Yeah, it's huge. And I was only, and I was only there for two weeks, so I feel like I barely... Scratch the surface, you know. Um, I'd like to go back for a longer time at some point. Um, some really amazing, prolific artists there. Um, a lot of really powerful women in the performance art community there. And somebody that I've always looked up to and a friend of mine, Wara Natasha Gunji, she's um, had a, the space there and kind of let me come and do the residency there with my collaborator, Keon Gaskin. So we already kind of had a... She's been living there for five years, and she runs this um, beautiful space called Treehouse Lagos. And she has, and I was in a, I, before I even been there, I was in a show, a two-person show there last year in November with an artist named Rahima Gambo, who is from Abuja, which is the capital. So I had already started like making connections before I got there, which is great. Like, which is the great thing about social media because Rahima and I were in the show and we didn't actually get to meet, but we're, we've kept in touch on social media since then. And I didn't get to see her because she doesn't actually live in Lagos, but it was like, we were both like, oh my God, you're here. And, you know, we're not seeing each other, but we were in the show together. So um, it felt good to go and start to kind of build a relationship and have more of a and be in a more global dialogue with other artists because there's just, I mean, the world is so huge and they're expansive and there's so many people doing such amazing work that's so inspiring and it's nice to not be in the States and get that perspective of what people are working on. Um, it's a lot more real and a lot of times it feels a lot more smart. You know, here it's like, it, it's very like, you know, it's, you, I don't know, it's, you, you get what you get here sometimes, but there I've see, I was really inspired by like, yeah, just how smart and innovative and deep things were. And that was also a challenge for me too, to really look at that in my own practice too. So how do you find your own space here to work at? Uh, I have a studio. Because mm. mm -hmm. we, we, I was thinking about, and we will also talk about this later in the panel, that we are so surrounded by so much information we're constantly in contact with people all around the world, yeah. different time zones, and we love these people a lot. And we feel really inspired by, by them, but it's also important to find your own little, I don't know, space? Yeah. Maybe it is about space where you actually make your things and yeah. connect, and you've been able to find that here? Yeah, I mean, I have my studio, I'm also a weirdo, and I spend a lot of time alone. Yeah, no, so do I. And yeah, I, um, yeah, no, no. I spend a lot of time alone. I try to meditate every morning. I try to exercise. Um, lately, I've been waking up at like six or seven and going on walks, which is, that's a nice alone time. Um, it's great. There's so many places to hike here, too. Yeah, I don't really spend too much time like partying or 
socialize. I may have my tight knit group of friends that I spend time with that are like my family. I mean, I live with my best friend who I've known for at this point, 12 years, 13 years. So it's like we're family at our house. It's like our parents come and stay and our siblings and our other old friends that we've known for a long time. So I feel like that kind of I have like a like a little nook, a little safe space that I get to kind of hole up in and be nurtured and then I pop out and do some things awkwardly and um, one of my friends was like you're you're an introvert with really good social skills oh I can so relate to that <laughs> you know it's like I, I don't so like being out but I can't yeah. if I'm out I can kind of do yeah. it but you know I I like being in yeah no so do I I think that's very very important because it's tough yeah. to constantly be looked at and having to provide something uh, or some you know for someone else I, I think we increasingly need to just be on our own yeah because we're surrounded by a bit too much of, of a lot of things yeah great thank you so much yeah thanks So let's start with who are you? I'm Rick Royale. We are at Royal Projects in downtown Los Angeles. Would you say something about the current exhibition? How did it come about? Um, I wanted to do an exhibition uh, bringing some new artists into the space. And there were a couple of artists that I thought would be interesting to show together. Instead of doing a, a typical kind of research the way we would have done it on other artists for this group show, what I thought would be interesting is to look at social media and see what we found visually out there, because obviously that is the way that a lot of people are looking at art now. So I put this challenge out to myself and um, my wife and to Nicolette, and we pulled together a group of artists that we just thought visually worked well together that were interesting to us. And then we started looking into the artists, which is sort of often almost backwards the way that you would do it. You'd know the artist first and then look at the work. One of the things that we found very curious was the commonalities between the artists that we were looking at. Many of them were women. Many of them had some sort of connection to California, whether that was they were living here, born here, had been on a residency here, etc. Um, so that brought further questions to what this exhibition was going to be. And it really grew from there. And I think at the end, it, it ended up being interesting that we brought six different artists who really had no uh, obvious connection to each other, but yet they had some sort of a cohesive kind of voice within their practices. And also interesting that these artists did not know of each other beforehand. True. True, exactly, exactly. After we selected a group of artists, we ended up obviously meeting them and, and sort of interviewing them, essentially, um, and visiting studios when possible. One of the things that came out in these sort of interviews was these connections that, that weren't obvious. Like, uh, we asked one artist, uh, you know, what are, what are the sort of new artists that you're inspired by? And she had mentioned an artist's name that we end up looking into, and it turns out that one of the artists of the show had done a two-person show with that artist. So there's all these kind of cross-connections that I think that, yeah, became very interesting in the end. And I think we need to, to say something about the title. What is the title of the exhibition? Sure, sure. Um, if You Steal My Sunshine, California Abstraction Now. We have 
historically, we often would title our group shows with songs just because it creates sort of a thematic uh, approach. Uh, the songs would often, there'd be elements of the songs that we would be trying to capture within the exhibition. So this became a bit of a challenge because the exhibition created the theme. So we were just going to call it something else and, and not worry about the song. And then initially in almost in joking, um, I suggested this particular song. So for those of you familiar with this song, um, it was a kind of one hit wonder in the 90s. It became sort of a um, summer hit, right? Um, obviously the sunshine was the point of reference because of California and the brightness of the exhibition. Um, but as we thought more and looked more into the song, there's actually, it really, I feel is a very, very interesting sort of thematic approach to it because sort of the elements of the song itself were very diverse. It was sort of indie rock and sort of uh, rap, hip hop, I guess, uh, um, disco, some electronic music, all just jammed into this song without any sort of care. It was also kind of structured after an 80s pop tune. It was a sister and brother duo, so 50% of the narrative is from a woman's perspective. And it ended up echoing sort of the um, unspoken ethic, in a way, of some of these artists' approach to their own practices, in the sense that they're bringing from other sources, but they're not necessarily being... Um, directly referential or even reverential of that work. It's really just, oh, here's a material, here's a, 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 an aesthetic that I can use. Um, so I thought that was really interesting. And then I think that the other interesting thing is that the song, though it's a really poppy and positive, fun song, it, there's a sort of a threat to it. It's like life you know, would be bad if you steal my sunshine, right? And it's and if you really dig into some of the... It's kind of an abstract song. The, the, the narrative is, isn't overt and people have read a lot into it over time as people do, right? Yeah. What is this, especially because it's a brother-sister talking and whether that's intended. Uh, but the idea, this song itself, uh, like I said, though, that's, though there's a hugely positive feel to it, there is this looming threat. And I think that that's something that also I found interesting about these artists, the work feels very bright and very positive. And I mean, there's pink and glitter and neon colors, but um, we're also in a time that, and particularly for women, that it is a, it's a contentious moment. I think that's the right way of saying that. It, that also, I think, has a sort of a resonance to that song title, or that song itself. So how, how has it been working in this way? Is it approach that you would like to expand on? I mean, is it, cause it, like you said, this is kind of backwards in a way. And, and ultimately, you're using material that is out there. Someone put it out there on Instagram, and there's an algorithm somehow that has made this come about. Considering this is an art gallery, and we think about the art galleries working with a specific group of artists, and you have recurrent shows, this is something completely different. Yeah, yeah. We do do these exhibitions from time to time to kind of explore, right? We've done um, a number of, sort of historically, a number of group shows where we have explored sort of corners of aspects. We did a series a number of years back where we went into Los Angeles, did a 
ton of studio visits, sort of back to back, and put a couple of group shows together out of those visits, some of those artists we've ended up representing from that time. So there is a sense where um, I think it's really important for us to continue to explore and not get too kind of set in our ways on things. So I think that is consistent to what, uh, to what we do, but the way we went about it, like I said before, it was like, oh, hear about the artists, go to the studios, then look at the work, right? Mm. It's sort of, mm. um, this is look at the work, then go to the artist, and then, you know, ho hopefully go to the studio, <laughs> you know? So it's kind of, a, it's, it is backwards. Would we continue doing it? I don't know that we wouldn't continue doing it. I, I, am, I don't have immediate plans to go and do another exhibition on that, although I could change my mind tomorrow on that, because it's been really super to work with this group of artists. Um, I, it's definitely brought, I joke sort of internally, that there's been more questions asked as opposed to answered from this exhibition, so that means there's more to dig into. There, I mean, we looked essentially at painting, you know, although that may be somewhat loosely defined. That's how we approached this, so we didn't even really um, approach sculpture, other media, um, you know, quite intentionally. But so I think there is that it could be explored. You know, my relationship with social media is is different. I'm not I'm not wildly active on it. It's something uh, both in posting and in following. I'm not really. That's I mean I I use it. You know, obviously we all use it probably to a certain extent but it's not something that's a super active part of my like, daily life. So to activate it as a tool has been interesting to me. Um, you know, to go and spend that time on primarily Instagram with that intention, I think was interesting. So that might be, I'm curious to kind of look more at that. Is there anything we could say about the California abstraction now? Is there, is there, is there I mean, is that a bit too much to sort of describe what's happening in, in California LA art at the moment? Maybe that's a yeah, yeah it's too it's, much. It's, a, it's, it's too a, much. It's a it's yeah. a very big statement. It's not really intended to say that this is all of what's happening in California now, which I think is one of the things about the song title. With those, it it does counterbalance a little bit. The title is the theme. You know, the title of the song is the theme. And the California abstraction now explains why it's connected. I guess it's. I mean, you know, it's very difficult to do. And, and you know, there are a number of um, curators, particularly, who try to do these big surveys of like what is happening in a city or in a state or in a whatever country in a moment, and inevitably, I, I, it's an impossible dream, probably. But I think it's a worthy pursuit. Of course, and I think it's interesting that you try. I mean, at least you go out in the world and you have a look at many, many things, and then you try to draw some sort of conclusion. Yeah. It's very hard to say something about the now we're in. Yeah, and I think you know, it's interesting. Obviously, this exhibition is, is all women. It wasn't intended to be a, a woman show, and we didn't want to frame it that way. Um, but there was no question, through our research, that was what was there was primarily 
uh, the source of the excitement we were viewing was being created by women. So that's say there, there's something there. Um, I, I don't think I could say, oh, this is California abstraction. Now there's no male painters in California, <laughs> right? So That'd that be would, wrong. Yeah. So obviously <laughs> that's a completely absurd statement. Um, uh, so that was that was never the intention. I think it, uh, when we use a, a, a term like that, it really is like these people are in California making abstract work now. <laughs> and I say thank you very, very much for putting the show together. Thank you for having us on your podcast. Thank you so much. <laughs>